Hey y'all, so before we get into the show, I just wanted to tell you that this episode is going to be a part one and part two that I did with Kristen Hopkins of Dangers of the Mind. We are going to be going in about the work that she does around SEL, but y'all, it is like these, this interview is so much more than that. It is so, so good that I had to share and break this up into a couple of episodes for you. Additionally, I'm going to be sharing Kristen's podcast later on this week. So be on the lookout for that on Thursday, a trailer from her podcast called Dangers of the Mind. And she goes in or she talks about just our thought life and how these things stop our progression and moving forward in the things that God has called us to and just really teaching skills and priorities and things that we know all related to our thought life. So I really want you to take full advantage of listening to the next two episodes. And I can't wait to see y'all next week for part two. So here's part one of me and Kristen's podcast. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy of the Christian podcast. I'm your host, Rosalind Renee. Welcome to another episode of the show. And y'all, I am super excited about this interview today because we are going to be interviewing the amazing Christian Hopkins. I'm super excited about talking with her today. I got introduced to her from my friend Tatum of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. She reached out to me and was like, hey girl, would you be interested in interviewing one of my clients, Christian? I said, girl, yes. I've heard her on your podcast. So yes, girl. Yes. And so what's interesting how we kind of connected when we talked um, before actually recording and set up our podcast was Kristen has such an amazing testimony and story on SDL, which I'm going to let her give y'all the tea because it's going to be piping hot with Lipton baby. And so I am so excited for her to share this because it aligns a lot with mental health, but it is in a different um, form because it's really tying into the education space and really helping um, high schoolers and young adults really understand emotions, emotional regulation, conflict resolution, all this stuff. So if you're in the education space, but even that want to just understand or wasn't given the opportunity to learn this in high school for yourself, I think you're going to just enjoy this overall episode and hear her amazing testimony. And along with that, she just has such a drive to really get this message out. So without further ado, because I could go on about this, why don't you introduce yourself, sis, and say hi? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here, you know, and I am Kristen Hopkins, uh, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, Kristen Hopkins Global, and the Dangers of the Mind Education Fund. So excited to kind of like let you guys know all about what this is and really allow you to know that everyone struggles with the dangers of the mind, you know? So it's going to be a great uh, segment that we're going to talk about. Yes. So you're also a podcaster. So why don't we start with that too, before we get into your story? 
Yeah. So in 2018, I created um, a podcast called Dangers of the Mind. Uh, and it says Kristen Hopkins Lowell well, presents Dangers of the Mind. But it's a podcast that really identifies the attacks against our thought life that shift our progress, which are the dangers of the mind. So we talk about fear and brokenness and insecurity and perception and complacency and distractions and ego and pride and all these things that are practical, you know, attacks that we all have, but we might not be able to see them in every person. And so I can, you know, tell I could wear the the nicest uh, outfits I could dress the nicest my makeup could be the nicest but you might not know that I struggle in securities or I might you know be trailblazing but you might not know that I'm struggling with a, a side of fear and everybody goes through these things and so we uh turned this into of course uh social emotional learning and was able to highlight those social emotional competencies that allow you to overcome these dangers of the mind so that's what the podcast is about and it's a lot of um educational tips. It's a lot of um, real and raw experience because I work in a lot of, uh, or I work with clients that are in alternative schools, juvenile justice, as well as some comprehensive schools. So it tells you, gives you an idea from a black woman who has a social emotional educational consultant firm and is not a lot of us. So that's a big thing in this field. And it gives you just an aspect really raw and real about the daily, you know, battles that I'm up against and then what I see others up against and how we are helping them too. Uh, so if you want to hear something real raw and a, a black woman that's doing something pioneerish, you know, doing something that's change agentish, you know, thought leaderish, whatever it is, that's the podcast for you. Hey sis, are you currently in therapy? Then let me tell you about an amazing tool that I created and have been using since I started therapy three and a half years ago. It's called the Therapy Reflection Journal. Have you ever finished a therapy session and thought, girl, what did we talk about? Or a couple days later, like, gosh, that was such a good point and I don't remember it. Or maybe you want a journal where you can reflect on what you and your therapist discussed to dig deeper into your mental health and really, really, really work on what you and her talked about. Well, I absolutely got you covered since you definitely need the Therapy Reflection Journal. This journal was designed for those of you that are in therapy that want to take notes during your session, write down homework, and it even has reflection pages for you to dig deeper following your sessions. It's basically your therapy journal to track your entire experience. I found that when I was going to therapy, I always would take a blank journal with me. And when my therapist would ask, okay, so how did you... Um, reflect on last session I would be flipping through my journal like where did I write that down where did I write that down and I wanted to create a structured journal to keep up with all of those sessions all of those notes reflections all in one I still use mine to this day literally and I even refer back to it when I'm looking for different things you can start using it today even if you've been in therapy so Go ahead and grab your copy by going to rosinrenee.com backslash journal or go to the link in the show notes. I can't wait for you to use it. The Therapy Reflection Journal is your reflection journal for your therapy experience. Now, let's get back to the show. So, so good. Oh, I cannot <laughs> wait to talk about this. Okay, so why don't you start with you? Tell us a little bit about your story and how Dangers of the Mind got started. Okay, so... I'm going to try not to be here all night. Okay. <laughs> all day, all night, whatever. I'm going to try to not be here all day because this is a very deep story, but I'll tell you a high level. Um, so I was living in Atlanta, you know, had owned a PR marketing firm, 
Loved it. Um, started my business when I was 22 years old. So I had one corporate job in my lifetime and was like the same thing. And I packed up my bags and, you know, went to Atlanta with my little black Acura, drove up on down there, stopped at all these little stops, you know, see my friends and family. And we just take my little sweet on time saying, I'm just going to do what I feel in my heart. And this is when, mind you, entrepreneurship wasn't cool. It wasn't glamorous. It wasn't on Instagram. This was 2010. Okay. Like, let's go back to when Instagram wasn't really popping like that. So it was something that was in my heart I knew I wanted to be so I started a PR marketing firm with my uh, good friend Katrina Highsmith and uh, we had that company and then uh, in 2014 I got into a really bad car accident and I'll say really bad because I was drinking and driving coming home from the club so I was actually had car service with my friends and I was coming I was in their car service and then they dropped me off at um, my friend's house and all of my friends were together they're like we about to keep partying but I was actually mad at somebody so I was like I'm going home and I live five minutes away um and back then when I used to drink uh it was like a thing and you know it like I I literally was one of those people that you wouldn't you couldn't tell was drunk you know I was like a functioning drunk person like I, I didn't know where this came from like I was just like functioning so you would like everybody else be kind of sloppy I was never like that so you wouldn't know that sis was drunk okay so I was like I'm going home and everybody was like no no stay here and my house was literally five minutes away I lived in Buckhead if anything anybody know anything about Atlanta Buckhead is one of the richest and nicest areas in Atlanta so your girl was young and living in large right God had really blessed me but I took advantage of that and I'll tell you why so I was um living in Atlanta. So I went home. I mean, I got my car. It was actually torrential downpour. So torrential means really, really hard. It was raining really hard. I probably shouldn't have been driving anyway. But again, I had been drinking. So I got in the car and um, I saw a huge puddle of water where I go over this, this, you know, corner like every other day. So I was very familiar with it. But when I saw the water, my instinct was to push on my brakes. And as I slammed on my brakes, my car hydroplane seven times and I smacked into a metal pole. So when I opened my eyes, my phone was like literally like back in my lap, but it was it was cracked everywhere. So I realized that my phone had flew and then came back to me. I was actually on the phone with one of my friends or a guy I was talking to at the time. And so like he was like off the phone, like calling back, back to back. So I had like four calls. So I feel like that my eyes were closed for a little bit of time. Like, I feel like I, God had took me somewhere, like, and then I came back because I don't know how my phone was cracked. I don't know how I missed a couple calls. Like, it was just really like, what? And so um, when I opened my eyes, the airbags were like burning my face. And so like, they were like, literally like, I couldn't breathe. So I, I was, um, when I opened my eyes, there was this guy that was pulling me out the car and um, he was filling my body. And as I looked, I saw all of these, um, I saw all of these lights like literally flashing at me and um, people were like out their car and it's like 5 a.m. in the morning. So the guy is like, she's alive. She's okay. So long story short, it was a taxi driver. He ended up uh, taking me home. But before he did, the cop came over to the scene and said, you know, is this your car? He's like, I don't know who's watching over you, but you're not supposed to be here right now. My car was wrapped around the pole. To this day, I still don't understand how I got out. I uh, did a CAT scan. Nothing was wrong with your girl. Only got a little scar on my hand that from the accident. Um, and the next month, um, I was bumping my hair, about to go to my homegirl's cookout. And I heard like water. I thought my dog was like licking up something. So I went out to the 
um, out of my bedroom and I looked down the hall and there was water coming out of my light fixture. And then I kept walking and there was water shooting out of my second bathroom. And then I kept walking and there was water shooting out of my kitchen. So this is a condo that I had and they were privately owned condos. So it took a long time for like people to get there. But I found out that a guy upstairs from me burst a vanity, which came into my building. So my whole condo was flooding. And so that was the second thing that happened to me. And then the third thing was um, my computer crash. So I didn't find out till a month later that my computer had water damage. So this was my living, my transportation, and how I make my money. So sis got depressed, okay, real depressed because I was spoiled. I was living in charge. I was out with new everybody. I had like celebrity friends. Like I had a good life and all this happened to me. And God said, I'm gonna take all of it away. And a lot of times people blame things on the devil. Come on out. Let's be real. If you're not obedient, God will come and snatch everything that you thought he, you know, gave you. He's going to make sure that he, you know who's the source and he's going to take it away. Period. So period. So he took those things away. Like, oh, you think you hot because you live in Buckhead in a condo? Cool. You think you hot because you got a car and you're functioning? Cool. You think you hot because you're making money on your computer? Cool. I'm going to take it all away from you. So he took all those things away. My parents lived in Sanford, North Carolina at the time. And so I called them and, you know, this, this is your girl that was like out here. I like, lo I love my parents, but was I, I was, I was young. I ain't talking to my parents every day, you know, maybe once in blue moon, how y'all doing? Checking on y'all might come for Christmas one day and be like, Oh, I booked my ticket the next day. I'm out. You know, I was just too grown for my own good. So I called my parents and said, Hey, I want to come home. Um, I think I need to just reassess my life. And I, I plan on coming back to Atlanta in six months. So of course my parents was like, absolutely. You know, they live in a very nice house in Stanford. You know, they retired and moved to uh, North Carolina. So I came down there. And when I walked in my parents' house, I heard dangers of the mind. I didn't know what that was, sis. I had no idea. So I wrote it down, went upstairs to my mom's uh, office, actually. And, I, and only thing I could find was a red pen. This is why I was, it's just so, every time I tell this story, I just get chills because God is so real. So I wrote down dangers of the mind in a red pen. And I remember, I'm like, dangers of the mind, what is that? So I walked back downstairs, didn't think nothing of it. The next morning, I went back upstairs to my mom's office and I grabbed her laptop and she was working because my mom was like working commute like for Connecticut office, but just in North Carolina. So I grabbed her laptop and I went downstairs and because I didn't have a laptop, by the way, my laptop crashed. Um, and so I went downstairs and I just started writing. And as I was writing, I was crying like my laptop, like the, well, my mom's laptop was like literally filled with water. I don't know how that thing ain't break because I was like in tears, like wiped my tears. And this is when I really understood how the Holy Spirit really operates because I never experienced where I wasn't writing something, but the Holy Spirit was literally writing through me. And I didn't even know what I was writing. And so I when like probably about three hours later, I stopped and I started reading. I was like at 30 pages. So I started reading. And as I was reading, it was talking about every single attack against my thought life that shifted my progress, every single attack that was allowing me not to be this woman that God had called me to be, whether it was insecurities, whether it was fear, whether it was perception, which was a huge thing for me, whether it was, you know, distractions, all these things God was putting to the forefront and saying, these are your dangers. These are the things that are leading you to a dangerous lifestyle that are leading you to living on the edge and not being clear on who you are not living for the kingdom but living in a mix where and y'all know that's the dangerous place to be is on the fence with God right to be like I love God 
you know, I'm doing things with God, but you still are doing all these other things that God has, has, has been trying to protect you from. So I was living this double life, you know, and I, I was raised in a church. I knew God, but I just veered off. And, you know, um, when I saw those things, you know, I was just like, I knew it was God was speaking to me. I knew this book was for me. So then after that, I, you know, I studied and I was able to create strategies on how to overcome these things through, you know, recreating your atmosphere. And in the book, it goes into a lot of different details. Shout out to the book. You can go get it at dangersofmind.com. Um, but it gives you a lot of different details on how to overcome um, real practical tips on how to overcome these dangers of the mind and how to just be aware of them. Because I always tell people, once you know them, you are no longer the victim. You can't be the victim. That's like conviction. If you know that you ain't supposed to do nothing and then you start feeling convicted, you know, like you, you know, you feel like you're insecure. You look in the mirror, you're like, oh, wait a minute, just that's insecurities. Let me chill. And were you sitting on the couch too long watching a little Netflix series and ain't doing nothing with your life? Wait a minute, this is complacency. It looks a little, it feels a little bit too familiar, right? So those are the things that really allow me to understand the dangers of the mind. And that's kind of how dangers of mind started with one book says one book. This episode of the Therapy is a Christian podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the literal number one place that you can get every audiobook that you can think of, ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs, news, business, and self-development. Members of Audible every month get one credit that they get to pick from any title plus two Audible originals from the monthly selection and access to daily news digests from the New York Times to the Wall Street Journal and Washington Post and so many other amazing things. So I have to tell y'all, since having my son, I have literally dreamed of just getting to be able to sit down read a book and but now it is so hard for me to do so but audible makes that so simple for me i get to listen to my book on the go in the car when i'm walking if i am on my peloton bike and i don't really want to listen to any of the music the instructor is giving and even while i'm cleaning or folding laundry it is such an easy way for me to really digest information and read a quote-unquote book so currently i have to tell you about the book i'm reading which is called set boundaries find peace by Dr. Nidra Glover-Tweeb, and it is so good. I have actually never heard a perspective on boundaries the way that she explains it. So I am offering my listeners, if you've never tried Audible before, a free copy of Set Boundaries Find Peace. If you go to the link in the show notes or go to audibletrial.com backslash Rosin Renee. That's Audible A U D. I-B-L-E trial T-R-I-A-L dot com backslash R-O-S-L-Y-N-R-E-N-E. Definitely take advantage of this amazing opportunity to get this amazing book called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Now let's get back to the show. So phenomenal because a couple of things you said that I think were really good that I just want to point out before I move to the next question is... Um, God stopping us. And I think we don't really understand and really value how much it's important to really see that God wants better for us. And sometimes he will go into lengths of physically stopping us, not only physically, but like changing things around us to stop us. And then sometimes we can perceive it as hurt or 
um, perceiving it as you took something from me, but always what I always think of the scripture I always think of with this is John 15, where it talks about he's the vine and he's in the vine and God is the vine dresser and he prunes those Mm. to bear more fruit. So Mm. anytime God subtracts something, it's always for the means of multiplication. So we just the fact that you were even obedient and aware to those things always gives me um, this mindset of how God really intervenes to protect us and enlarge our territories when we don't even expect, we don't even know it's supposed to be enlargement. um, But that's just a powerful thing to just receive from God. So tell me how then did that get into SEL? And how did Danger of the Mind go into all of that? Because even though you utilize this um, very, like like you said, being a thought leader in this, because this is a very, like, specifically coming from the throne of heaven, yes. I believe, um, just to hear you talk about this, this is very, this is very scriptural. This mm-hmm. is very tied to what I believe what Jesus was always talking about and trying to get us to understand but also how did that go into SEL? Because that's very different from just kind of talking about and sharing what dangers of the mind can be for just a regular person, but how did that go into the education space and how did you get into that? Yeah, such a great question, you know, and I get this a lot. It is, I would just say God threw me into the space, but I'm going to make it more practical than that so that you guys can really understand, but he really did throw me into the space. Uh, So I was speaking, my first speaking engagement was at the Washington Center uh, in 2015. So I told you I put my book out in 2014 and then God opened the door that for a paid speaking engagement. So since been getting paid since 2015 to speak, which is like, come on, you know, when you when you when you know you got a gift and God shows you you got a gift, and then you realize that you're just getting paid right into that thing. And I think that for me, it was my obedience. And we're gonna talk about the obedience part, but it was my obedience because a lot of people was like, girl, you're 26 years old, like what you writing a book for? Like you don't got no, you know, like no every people write books when they're 50 and God. God was like, put the book out. And I right? want to say something to that. Yeah. I want to say something. I heard this on um, Tatum's podcast once. I think she was interviewing Tish, um, mm. Tisha Clark. And yep. Tisha said something that I will hold on to forever. She said, money is the easiest thing God can give us. Mm. And as an entrepreneur, that is a hard concept sometimes to grasp. Yeah, yeah. As a kingdom entrepreneur, yes. <laughs> even more of a thing because the world standards are so get, 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 mm-hmm. not like be paced. Yeah. Be paced. And God will just open doors for you that you're like, money will just start falling out of the sky. But also with that, he'll even use that as a platform to be able for him to be able to get glory and also fund the things that he yeah. to ultimately utilize for us to do, to share. Yeah. The word of God and the kingdom of God. So, yeah, so just that concept of first speaking engagement being pushed into an area that you had no idea and just even being able to use that as a means to be a platform to other things. Like who would have thought? Okay. But I'm gonna go back. Keep going. And, sis. And, and what I'll tell you too, is God will show you your gifts as a child. 
Because those gifts at a, as an innocent child where you don't care, you bold. That was me. I was putting on like shows for my parents every Sunday. You come downstairs, I'll be singing. I'll be tap dancing. I'll be, I have a whole set. You know what I'm saying? I was this bold child. But then when I got to college, it was like, I kind of got, you know, I did, I hosted homecomings. I did all that. But when I got out, I got into this PR life where I wasn't playing the back role. But God always knew that I was supposed to be in front. And I, I didn't know that, you know? So, but I got a lot of experience in this PR space where God shifted me to a whole nother space. And he showed me, I needed you in PR first to understand the back end so that you knew how to represent yourself in the front, which is, Ooh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just, okay. Listen. Yeah, okay. Come on. Come on. Ooh, listen, it's like, it's so deep. It's so deep. It's so strategic. He's so strategic. The main but, okay. Excuse my French, but the main be really putting <laughs> us in position. Okay. Putting us in position. That's a whole like aligning it. So, okay. So yeah, I I had a speaking engagement 2015 that, you know, it paid me and it was over 800 students that I spoke in front of. So God just threw me into this thing. Ain't no five, 10 kids. It's like, he's throwing me into this thing. So right after that, I started speaking at colleges. I started speaking at uh, different schools and I didn't feel right. And I was like, God, there's something that's missing. There's something that's missing. And so I got a call, but I didn't feel right because of one reason. I didn't like to go in and motivate somebody and then have nothing tangible to walk away with. So anybody ever books me, you're not going to book me to go speak and you're not going to walk away with something tangible. Like, I don't believe in that because we're not just out here motivating people. Like, it's wrong when you go to conferences and things where you're not walking away with a workbook, something to actually apply to your life. Like, it has to be, that's just who I am. So I was like, there's something missing. And so God uh, was telling me, like, at first it was like a workbook. And I I was like, workbook, okay, cool. And so I started developing a workbook. Then my aunt called me and she's a principal, you know, in in, um, Montgomery County. And she was like, Kristen, you need to have a curriculum. And I was like, okay, cool. Didn't didn't listen to her. Then one of my um, now colleagues called me and said, uh, she was coming home from the bus in New York and she basically was reading my Danger of Mind book. And she was like, girl, this is social emotional learning all day. And I was like, social emotional learning, what's that? And so um, didn't know what it was. So, you know, I actually hung up with her and I was like, okay, this is a double confirmation because you're telling me social emotional learning and telling me this needs to be like a curriculum. Now I'm like, okay, how can I combine these things together? And so I um, started praying, praying, praying. Can we pause there? Because I, I, I need to say something to that. Because I think, again, it's so wild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to get into personal stories, but it's wild how this is what it means when the Bible says, like, like the word is lighting mm-hmm. my path. Because it's not always you're going to be illuminated with everything that you're going to do. You are taking steps. And so I think the fact that you were even taking steps of like starting to do this and continuing to get confirmation on other things, it becomes a thing where sometimes, and this is my advice to people that are listening to y'all just use what you got. Like you don't need to have a lot to get something done. You just got to use what you got. And sometimes God mm-hmm. will literally send people randomly. I had a friend text me yesterday and literally was like, have you thought about doing YouTube mm-hmm. content? And I said, girl, let me tell you something. That was something I, I remember being in prayer about. And I wrote it down on my time with God paper like I have a folder in my iPad and I wrote it down and I just put it there and forgot about it but for you to randomly Mm. text me 
and be like, so I think it's, it's, it's just interesting. Like even on the, the path of obedience, cause I know you're going to talk about that. We don't neglect the small confirmations that even in your mindset at that point, they mm-hmm. don't make sense because when you do walk through them and do them and pursue them, it always comes together. So to even think I'm going to create a curriculum, never probably knowing what a curriculum is, don't even know what SEL is, don't even have an idea. Let me take this as a nugget to then explore. And one thing about me that I'll tell you is, although fear was a danger of mine, it was never really a danger of mine of mine. One thing I'll tell you is I never was fearful. I've honestly been in an operating faith. Like my faith is on another level. Like, and I, and that's just, I don't know if that was how I was built or developed, but I've never really struggled with the fear. The, the, I would do it. The, the fear that I might have is that this might not be received, but the fear of like God telling me to do something. Oh, like I got over that real quick. I was like, okay, here we go. God, you said this, you gave me, a, you gave me a book and you opened up this speaking engagement, this speaking engagement, like this, like a whirlwind. Oh, you want me to do a curriculum? Cool. Let me figure it out. Like it was one of those things because I saw, it was like almost like the evidence was so clear. Was so you clear. didn't need any other point to have. It was so clear. Any other thing to prove that he's going to do. And it was the, his track record of how he has kept me financially, how he has kept me, you know, mentally, how he has kept me w- with his grace. So that track record alone spec value to me to say, why would I not do what you're requiring me to do? Right. Cause when I seen the goodness of your track record, right. So, um, yeah, I, I got, I, you know, prayed and um, I was asking God, like, who were the right people to connect with, to understand this world a little bit better, to, you know, get a developer, you know, uh, and got those things. And I started writing. When I tell you, I have never written like this. To, to be honest, I still, I have a, another resource that I developed in 2017. And I was thinking the other day, like, like I got to go away to a country or something like a month because I haven't developed like this in a very long time because God was just like, I mean, I was in a developing season of my life where I was just like at one thing, one program after another program, I actually developed four curriculums. Like people don't know that I only have year one on the market. I have four new, like other curriculums that are literally sitting there just waiting for God to tell me to release them. So like, it was a development season for me. Um, But yeah, I got into that and really got obsessed with social emotional learning. And um, I was like, this is something that everyone needs to know. This is something I wish I knew. So when I was a child, I wish I understood, you know, how to develop healthy relationship as a child, as a skill, because it's actually a skill. I wish I knew how to make responsible decision-making as a skill. Like it's actually a skill to look at our patterns. I wish I knew how to, you know, practice self-efficacy as a skill to sit down, slow down and self-reflect and see what have I been doing and how have I been performing? I wish I knew, you know, how, appreciating diversity and empathy and perspective taking was a skill to actually practice putting myself in someone else's shoes every day to just know what they're going through so I can form some type of empathy. I wish I knew that this was a skill versus math and science and history and language. I wish I had that skill growing up because it's like, God, where would I be now? You know? So I started realizing that this is my heart's desire is to allow people to understand the importance of intentionally practicing these skills and not making these skills seem like they're common sense. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.